Hey, how y'all doing? Welcome to the Becoming Shameless Podcast. I'm your host, Nicholas Wallace. And Josiah Baines, your host. Yes, sir. And we started this podcast because we believe that shame only exists when it's hidden. And like God accepts us for who we are as people and he knows what we've done. So why not shed light to stuff where we have faults? Because none of us are perfect. And in society, we highlight all of the successes. So like, why not just address the process of the struggle? Right. And also, I just wanted to be able to have a, a space where, you know, kids or young adults our age can be able to uh, see two, especially black men in, in the culture and be able to uh, share their stories and share their their opinions and thoughts and stuff uh, from a, a, a Christian, not a Christian standpoint, but we are Christians, so. You know, you know, children of God. But, yeah, and for our first episode, the topic is acceptance. The one thing that everybody genuinely wants, acceptance. I feel like we should name this podcast, Why, Why Don't You Love Me? I was thinking about that in the shower. That's hard. Why don't you love me? Because you know what I'm saying? A lot of people, even their self, like they can ask themselves, like, why don't you love? Like, why don't I love myself? You know? That's deep. And they be wanting to be accepted by other people and have trouble accepting themselves. So, yeah. So, we're going we gonna to get into... We're going to call this why Why don't you love me? I like that. I like that. Like, yeah, it's hard. Because it's true. Because, like, one thing that one people really want an acceptance and they crave Mm -hmm. is validation it's the why don't you Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying why can't you do this for me and you always hear the saying like oh the you is silent because people really will do what they want for certain people and that's where acceptance comes in like you have to accept the role that people have for you in their lives Mm -hmm. yes you may want to pursue more but you're not guaranteed or you're not entitled to what placement that you want in someone else's life which even I struggle with sometimes. And I know for, at least speaking for me, um, me growing up, I really um, have struggled with uh, accepting myself and still now just trying to uh, figure out what it is that that I do on a day-to-day basis that sometimes I feel like I don't accept about myself or the stuff that I feel like I need to work on and just stuff that I feel like other people um, I want them to accept about me, and I try to force it, but sometimes, you know, it doesn't really work out that way. So, um, just being able to, for me, I really still am still working on accepting myself and then accepting other people around you because it's really hard to truly accept somebody, especially if, um, you know, you don't really know them at first. So, at first sight, you know, a lot of people might seem you know kind of rude or you know have certain characteristics about them and you're like like but you never really know a person until you get close to them so and even then i feel like in most situations people in our lives we don't really accept them for their truest self right we accept them for who we want them to be and i had like an epiphany the other night Mm -hmm. because there's just one person in my life like i love them dearly yeah and it's kind of like it hit me like no, like, no, you're not a bad person, mm-hmm. and I love you. We're close, but in reality, you're not who I thought you out to be. And the problem right. is where I hurt myself is because not even that she's hurting, I'm hurting myself. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to mold you into the woman of my dreams, yeah. and maybe you're just not that, yeah. and that's okay. Yeah. And I feel that's the problem. We try to shape and mold people into who we think they should be. In reality, that means you haven't accepted them. Like, I heard a saying, and I know I, I hate quoting TikTok because I feel like it's some misinformation, yeah. but it, it, it was really like food for thought. Yeah. The person was like, don't date somebody unless you be okay if they never change as a person. And okay. that right there tells you a lot of times you're literally just trying to mold somebody into who you want because right. you're trying to change that person. And change is something that has to be something that you crave. You can't make somebody change. They have to want it for themselves. Right. You can't want nothing for somebody else. And that's where, I like, even myself, I feel like I don't accept people, which I'm trying to learn mm-hmm. because I'm going to push people away trying to mold them and trying to force something when I should just let them be. Because those who don't listen must feel. I, I can't love you into being better. That's right. That's facts. And it... There has to be a guideline. I don't think there really is a set guideline, at least for um, our age. 
and you know our experience with life like i don't have a a, a set uh, picture of what it is like the straight definition of like me accepting somebody for who they are and then me also trying to not um force myself like force my like you said my view and my opinion and my want for them onto them so it's like where is the line between me actually genuinely accepting them but also me not accepting no no bs you know what i'm saying like yeah like what like what is is the certain point where i'm like okay you know say somebody uh brought up a girl so say a girl in a situation she is um um kind of kind of uh I'm, I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to say anything with like referencing my own situations. Not trying to be specific. Yeah, but say she is. Say she's greedy, right? Yeah. So you know, every single time you you uh, got some money, you get a check in, right? And you know, she's like, her first thing might be, hey, you know what I'm saying? Like, when are we? She knows a check coming in, so she's like, when are we going? You know what I'm saying? Like, she starts getting a little bit more needy in the fact and coming to you and stuff and you like okay like like is this am i is this who she is like is she has she dealt with dealt with stuff in her past where she feels like she needs to um present herself in that way maybe mm-hmm. i don't know like her dad never really you know took it took care of her in that way so she feels like she needs um to emphasize that kind of thing or is it just she just really want to you know what i'm saying you use yeah. somebody and spend their bag and stuff. So, you know, it's it that comes a lot of, with discernment. I, at least I feel like like you really got to have a discerning spirit yeah. and be in the Lord and and you know read read your word and stuff like that. From a Christian standpoint, from a from a, a non Christian standpoint, you got to know you got to know who you dealing with. That that comes with time. But even then, it's kind of like it kind of goes back to that conversation we had with the guys. That you know was at a uh, uh, bar Louis, yeah, and it's yeah. kind of like, and it goes back to accepting like more than one thing can be true at once. Like I lo- like I love the saying, understanding uh-huh. but not tolerating. Uh-huh. But that also comes with identifying what are your your values, what are your standards, and what are your non negotiables. Mm-hmm. Like certain things, even in like I- I'd be a liar if I said I um I-, I don't act yeah. as if. I let stuff slide because I do. I can say I'm not tolerant all I want, yeah. but there's a lot of stuff I let slide because I love the individual. Yeah. But in reality, you gotta stick to your non-negotiables. Like if certain something is just like, nah, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's the standard to your standards, and that's that's true. I feel like that's true acceptance when you can stand on your standards. Cause I feel like we love people so much that you don't stand. Like I know the uh. There's a verse the other day I was reading. It was saying how like love is like hopeful, mm-hmm. and that hopefulness sometimes to an extent can turn to a sense of like self disrespect because you're tolerating the mistreatment. Mm-hmm. So it's like I understand what you're saying. Like how to, what's the balance between standing like on your grounds and accepting mm-hmm. who they are? I think accept them from who you who they are and move accordingly. And. And, and I, I, I'm gonna let y'all know right no now. No buts, just ends. <laughs> that point right there, I'm gonna let y'all know right now. I watch a whole lot of Tim Ross. I watch his podcast. I listen to his sermons. Like I have, that's my mentor by proxy. Even though like he's not around, but like just from the proximity of me listening to him so much, I mention him a lot. And one thing he does say a lot is like you said, two things can be true. Is a lot of times we add buts to sentences that should have ands in them like i love you but you're mean no it's i love you and and you're mean mean. like two things can be true so i feel like that's something a lot in our culture more than two things can be true actually (laughs) yeah that's the thing like a lot of people where they mess themselves up i feel like even society like i always say like there's such a dualistic mindset where if it's not left is right if it's not left is down it's like it can be everything and both. Exactly. Like, not everything has to be this or that. Exactly. And because that this or that mindset, it makes a lot of people condone their own behavior so where they don't accept that they're wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, you see that a lot of times in accountability talks, like, yes, I keyed his car, but he cheated on me. Yeah. Y'all both wrong, <laughs> exactly. regardless. Like, it don't matter. The butt doesn't just, because people feel, I feel like butt 
serves for many people as an automatic justifier mm-hmm. for their behavior or even like the reasoning behind. So like, just because there's a reason, like I always say, just because there's a reason doesn't mean the justification for mm-hmm. what you did. Um. Well, let's talk about the por- the importance of acceptance. And Ooh, man. So, first of all, if 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 you don't check yourself with any with any of these episodes, and one, I want to just prerequisite all all the episodes we gonna make, and you know all the the uh, the talk that we might do. If we say something wrong, please do not sit there and and that even though people are probably still gonna do it but do not hold us accountable to one thing that we said we are humans and we're and, always growing too and, so our mindset might change exactly and, and just as much as we talking to the viewers we talking to ourselves too so this is just stuff that that we realize in our own lives and the stuff that we've learned from my 22 years of living and next 22 years of living so do not hold us to one thing that we said but before um, we talk about anything in this episode and anything in any episode, we want to make sure that everything first starts with yourself, right? Before Always with yourself. Before you you try to point the finger at anybody else, and you shouldn't be pointing fingers anyways, but before you, you know talk about anybody else, you need to re recollect yourself and go through what you do and stuff and work on yourself because you cannot sit there and try to work on somebody else and you have... Bag What's that verse? How can you point out the speck in someone else's eye when you have a plank in your own? Exactly. And it, and it kind of goes back to like, shout out Miss Glover, my kindergarten, kindergarten teacher. Uh-huh. Whenever you point a finger, there's three pointing back. That's right. So, and how you treat others has more to do with using them. So you gotta really self reflect on stuff, and you're and you'll never be perfect. So no matter how much you you grow, it doesn't mean that you're not wrong. Remember what I, that saying I always say like. Don't become so deep, you become shallow. Because exactly. that's what a lot of people do. Yeah. They get to a point of knowledge where they feel like they can do no wrong or to dismiss, they're dismissive. And like, a broken clock's right to times a day. You can learn from anybody, anybody, anywhere. You're not too good to learn from people. And we see that a lot in this society, like, a lot. So, uh, let's get back into the importance of acceptance. Acceptance, um, for me, is important because it's something that I've recently learned is that you need to be able to um, accept people where they are, right? Not yes, just for sir. who they are, but accept them for where they are. And I especially want to talk to um, the Christian church and, you know, really any religious, first of all, people in general, right? But Humanity. I can only talk for the church, um, the church of God, you know, the body of Christ and stuff. It's something that I've, heard a lot of people say is they don't feel accepted in church like they they feel like whenever they go to church they're going to be judged and you know they they have a whole lot of negatives about church and that draws them away from church you know what it is bro conviction versus condemnation right the church they try to make it seem as if it's the conviction mm-hmm. solely the conviction eating the people up mm-hmm. in their hearts or whatever but a lot of times you're condemning, condemning these people. Them. you're exactly. condemning them and, you know, the verse, you know, like, he who's without sin cast the first stone. Exactly. And a lot of people in the church, they get to a point where, where like I said, they become so deep, they become shallow. They're mm-hmm. they're spewing hatred when God himself preaches love exactly. to the point. I understand, I'm a lot, I understand when people who aren't Christian or even aren't Christian say they don't like Christians because mm-hmm. I feel a, lo- a majority of Christians have set a bad example of what God is supposed to be. And we're supposed to represent the body of Christ. Right. So if we're representing the body of Christ, we have to act as he would. And who are we to judge? Right. Plus, there's a lot of selective morality within the church, which doesn't go addressed. Like, other than blasphemy, which is unforgivable, mm-hmm. all sins are equal in the eyes of God. It's not for That's me to right. sit here and say, because this person's gay, they're going to hell. Especially when there's like 17 uh, sexual sins and then... One of them is premarital sex, and then society don't care about that, and they're both abominations in the eyes of God. I've I've never been a fan of selective morality, especially within the church, because it's it's, it's it shows the lack of, you know, what I'm saying knowledge mm-hmm. of the Bible. But that also goes to say I feel like like I always tell you, the pastors are the most dangerous people because people don't read themselves; they go off what they're told, and it's right. like a game of telephone. People are just repeating what they heard whether it be from church from a tiktok 
everything in life, everything is by word of mouth. So when people don't actually read and fact check, it really puts people in a situation where they're going to just keep spewing ignorance and it's damaging. Facts. That's facts. It, it's gotten to a point, at least, that I think that... um. I don't want to point out the older generation because I know a lot of us, humans in general, do this. And so uh, people just don't, like you said, don't fact check um, what they're hearing and then fact check themselves. So if if somebody's walking into a church and, you know, they see, you know what I'm saying, they got their pants sagging. And let me, anybody who know me, they know my pants do be falling sometimes. But that's because, it's like, no, let, let me start. I need to, I need to be pulling uh, my pants up a lot, a lot of the time. <laughs> but a lot of time, I'll be wearing sweatpants. And the, but I'm like, I ain't gonna make no excuses or nothing like that. I know my mom be getting on me, and my girl be getting on me and stuff. But um, it, it, whenever somebody you ever, whenever you see somebody or say somebody's walking into a church, the first thing you point out is their flaws, right? And I think that's mm. a lot of that's a lot of just human nature. Like if somebody is not is not on my, if I feel like somebody is not on my level, or I feel like somebody is not, I want to say on my level because that's like really harsh. But if I if I if I see differences, like like immediate differences, say you know what I'm saying, I'm from a, a high class family, right? Mm. And I'm used to wearing you know what I'm saying the designers and stuff like that, and I see somebody exactly. I see somebody wearing some no name brand. Stuff, but I'm like, you know, what I'm saying, I you automatically infer in your head that this person isn't. It's an air superiority that exactly. I feel like a lot of people have. So it it it's come to a point where the first thing you see is not. It's not a problem seeing like what they have on, but you have to be able to accept the fact, like, okay, like now I have knowledge of, I understand. I have a little bit of information instead of using that information against them use that information for them right so now Ooh, whenever, that's 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 good whenever, that's good right there whenever whenever you know what i'm saying they they might have a problem or something and just from me being able to ask them and you need to be more curious right i'm jumping from point to point but that's another thing that i'll be hearing from um listening to tim ross and stuff and something that i had to really start applying is being more curious you cannot be I just just listening this morning. He said you cannot be offended and curious at the same time, right? So if somebody if somebody offends you, or right, you in the church. Let's go back to the church scenario. Mm -hmm. You're in the church, and uh, say an elder in the church right there offended by somebody coming to church and say they're LGBTQ plus, mm -hmm. you know, affiliate with with that community, and they're offended. It's like, like oh, oh my gosh, like why why is this uh, heathen coming into our church like like the first of all praise the lord for them even even feeling comfortable yeah, to come like, into the church the wrong thing. In, in the first in, in the first place because a lot of a lot of people don't feel comfortable coming into the church as they are and you know everybody loves to preach come, come as, as you are. are come as you are but as soon as they come as they are you better leave as you are so Not for real it, it you have to be able to um see who they are and where they are and then be like okay now i'm going down my mental checklist of right i i know who this i at least have an idea of who this person is i at least have an idea of the point that they're at in their lives or in their christian walk and now right i can love them where where exactly they are and that i feel like is where acceptance truly has to start and it's not a easy i i still be doing the the uh the the whole thing where you know what i'm saying i i get into a mindset of not fully accepting people in that way and and like i said i'm not just sitting here trying to preach to people and and not take my own my own word but you know it's it's a process it's a long long process to be able to try to um get to that point of of you know truly accepting people in every single stage right and the closer you get to somebody the harder it's going to be to really start accepting them right from far away it's easy to that's a fact it's bro. real easy to just be like you know yeah that's cool like you know what i'm saying that's cool because when you first meet somebody you don't want to 
you know, come off as no type of way. But as you get closer, you get more comfortable. You're like, ah, I don't know about about like you you over oh you over there yeah you over there uh uh sitting there cheating on people. Ah, I don't even know. You just you can see them blemishes like exactly. they ain't got no make. You can't see from afar. You can't see that filter like exactly. it's kind of like you know what I'm saying like you on Instagram you could you don't you don't you're not close to them. You're not in proximity to them, so you could you only see the filter. But when you really next to them on the couch, exactly. you can see them like I see your bumps. Exactly. Like you got a little bit of a mustache. You know what I'm saying? Might want to get some tweezers. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. It's it's real. It's real. Another reference from uh, the the basement podcast. He uh, mentioned um, this bit Dave Chappelle. I think he said Dave Chappelle was like on the on the Oprah show, and um, he said the most dismissive thing you can call do somebody is crazy. Call somebody crazy. It's super, and I learned that too because you know I can't you know can't go specific. You know I'm trying to get a job, <laughs> but like I had a um, and I had a situation where I wasn't in my right state of mind, mm-hmm. and it kind of hit me like I thought I was going crazy, mm-hmm. and, it, and then that, and then that, I mean that's the first thing I thought of. Come I seen that video years ago, and I'm like. Even people like in mental asylums, like you may think they're crazy, mm-hmm. but they probably saw something that yeah, we didn't exactly. see, and we're so dismissive. And and, and I feel like and we're going to our next topic is social acceptance. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the problem is we put everything in life into boxes and roles, and it even our relationships in life, like you have the therapist friend, then you have the friend you have fun with. And I think we sometimes we forget that people are multifaceted. They they wear one the more they wear more than one mask. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That's just human. That's people. We're humans. We, there's different layers to everybody. And like say like say as a black man, there's a certain stereotype that is supposed to be of a black man that many people don't fit that mold. Mm-hmm. Even how it is to be a real man. Like a lot of people, and you see that's why a lot of black men that we know, or even in life, that young men mm-hmm. crash out because a lot of black men think the way to be a black man is through aggression. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A certain air of respect that comes through, you know what I'm saying, having a certain type of dominance. And I'm like, that's not what it means to be a man. But we've been conditioned to think that, to even where sometimes women say that, or like, oh, I don't like this, you acting like this. And it's like, hey, yo, like, there's no ideal way to be a black man. And even then, there's different arguments. Like, even though, like, the whole country of the hood guy, mm-hmm. the hood is where you live. There's people who are nerds exactly. from the hood. There's, not everybody has to sell drugs. Exactly. Not everybody has to scam. And I feel like it kind of goes back to a sense of self first. Mm-hmm. You can never fully be content with and, and be accepted by society until you're truly yourself because a lot of people try to fit these narratives to their own demise. You tried to portray an image that you felt that you had to be and based on all your influences and all the stuff you hear to the point where you're doing stuff out of character and it's irreversible damage that's been done to your life. That's facts. That's facts. It, to piggyback off of what you said about um, people... Uh, um, oh, my gosh. All good, man. <laughs> about people... <laughs> about people... Um, uh, tying that narrative, say somebody's from the hood or something like, or in the, any scenario, and they automatically tie that to who they are, right? Yeah. That that is that is the community where they live. That is not who they are, and that goes with anything. Say somebody, people love to tie what they do and who they are into the same sentence, right? Into the same yeah. noun, like automatically, you're not a him, her. You are a, a doctor. A, a doctor. Yeah. You are a pastor. You are uh, a stockbroker. And it's like, that's my occupation. Exactly. That's not, that is that's not, not Nicholas. That is what I do. So now I'm tying everything that has to do with uh, a pastor or a doctor in it. And I'm tying it straight, straight to who they are. And all of a sudden, it's like, like you are, you're giving me a whole list of, you're giving me a to-do list to do that I have to do for you. Or you have this expectation of me. And I'm like, dude, you don't even know me. And that's why... We go back to the Dave Chappelle thing. You is so dismissive to sit there and from afar be able to say, "Oh, you're this, you're that." When you don't even know somebody, you have to get close. You have to be able to have 
conversations and sit down and be able to talk with people and be able to really understand who they are without being um, judgmental. And that goes for that people, prejudice. people who are in the church and people who are not in the church, whether Man. you believe in God, but no matter who you are, you need to be have the basic foundation of, okay, when I first meet a person, right, if I really want to know who they are, I need to have multiple conversations, multiple interactions, and then right. I'm able to get a full picture of who they are, not to dismiss anything if they do something crazy. They do crazy stuff, but they are not a crazy person. And I think we throw around that crazy word way, way too, too much. much. Way too and much. And it kind of like, and you know firsthand because like you grew up with me, so like, mm-hmm. you know, I got 16 tattoos. Like, mm-hmm. people see me and assume like I'm a certain weight. Yes. And then when I tell them, oh yeah, I'm in a book club with mm-hmm. all girls, they like, huh? <laughs> like, yes, bro, I like to read. I like to expand my knowledge. Like, yes. I like to garden sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no ideal way to be a man. Right. It's really just being. I feel like, I feel like you're a man where you're content with it, who you are as a person, and you're striving to be a better individual. That's what makes a man to me. But I feel as if you have to come to terms with your own definition of what it means to be a man, and that's where a lot of people go wrong because they take on all this stuff. Because I always say, like, whatever you listen to or whatever you watch, it enters your subconscious to the point you don't even realize. That stuff has such an influence on your desires. It's kind of like if you watch a commercial right now, you see a new Taco Bell ad, you gonna want Taco Bell, and you gonna convince yourself that was your thought, and mm-hmm. it's not. So everything that we've consumed, even when it comes to the, uh, music, the media, the videos we watch, it affects how we want and how we want and how we desire things, and if it's healthy or not, and how we do it in, a, in the manner we do it. Let me let me ask you let me ask you a question. Right? Go ahead, man. So first we, we talked about we kinda of been jumping around, but we're gonna get back we gonna we, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna back. eventually come back to the point in the end. So we talked about right, we touched on the importance of acceptance. We touched on a little bit social acceptance and I wanna read this verse, but I'm gonna read it a, a little bit later. But the acceptance of family, right? Let's I wanna ask you how how do you accept a family member when you don't feel like they are worth being accepted? Mm, that's a good question. I feel like where I kind of find error in that question is worth. Mm-hmm. Who am I to determine who is worth what? And you know, I've, I've always hated certain type of words that you know mm-hmm. because I feel like who am I to engage that? Even with the whole, like, when I feel like I deserve this. Yeah. Who are you to say that? I feel like to even try to determine someone's worth or that value stuff, who are you to do that? Because none of us are that important to where we have the power or authority to determine mm-hmm. that. I feel as if, if your people in your family don't align with your moral values, depending on what they do, sometimes it's in the best interest to cut ties, but I feel as if you can only accept so much. But like I said, everybody in life has non-negotiables. And I don't feel like blood makes you exempt to that. I feel like there's no exception to it. Mm. I feel like because love is hopeful, mm-hmm. you'll give more chances because they're family. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like, you know what I'm saying, if they keep breaking those non-negotiables, like you said earlier, it all starts with self. Don't, disease causes disease. Mm-hmm. And don't, you know what I'm saying, like I always say, don't mess up the inner peace you have within yourself trying to keep the peace even with family facts uh another quote from the basement don't be on it don't be dishonest at the sake of honoring so that's a bar you you right in a family scenario and say you've had you know what i'm saying uh, uh a hard a hard growing up with your parents or had a hard going up with your sibling or an uncle or a cousin or something like that. And being able to accept them, um, still be able to, first of all, love, I, love and acceptance. I want to, I want to be able to kind of break apart those, those two things. Right. Yeah. Right? Just because I love you, I don't have to accept the things you do. Right. I don't have yeah. to personally accept the fact that you might have, I might have been abused when I was younger. I might have Talk been, that stuff. you know, uh, 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 
it's tied in a lot a in whole, our community. A whole lot of, a whole lot, especially, you know what I'm saying? And I know with the, the black community and... Especially the black community. And it's like a the lot love of love and pe- struggle. Exactly. You got to struggle when it's love. It's like, it's like, you know, your parents be like, you know, boy, you better, you know, do something because, you know, I, I, I did this for you, right? And rightfully so, rightfully so. I'm not excusing no parents who, who, you know what I'm saying, be on edge, but rightfully so, right? While you're in the household of your parents, you do have to follow their rules and their stuff like and, and stuff like that. But you don't have to be dishonest about your experience at the sake of honoring your parents, right? Mm. I can still honor my parents and still say, Hey, I understand, right? And this comes with getting contact. I understand you worked long hours, right? You sacrificed a lot for me and the stuff you did really really kind of damaged me and traumatized me and stuff like that and so you 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 have to allow yourself to like we said earlier let both things be true right yeah just because um you might not like you might not want to accept the fact that you know your your dad may be a a big yeller and and, you know i'm saying he talks real loud and, and you know what i'm saying he He's just a loud person. So whenever he speaks to you, he's real loud and he asks something and he's known to get loud and you just kind of shut down. And it's hard. You you don't have to accept that part about him, right? I You can accept the fact that he's your father, right? You know, he, he did certain stuff for you and stuff like that. And um, I don't, I don't accept the way that, that, that they, that they talk to me. And I feel like, um, it has to be cookie cutter. A lot of people think it has to be a certain way in terms of families. Like if if I'm your dad and, you know, I do this, this is you're just gonna have to, you know, accept the way this is. Like, no, yeah. like just cause your dad had to accept or you are a father and you had to accept what your parents did to you doesn't mean your kids have to accept the stuff that you do to them. And even if they express to you that they don't appreciate it. And they don't like it, or you know, it makes them feel a certain type of way. Um, you have to be able to be a, a good enough person and check yourself, like you said before, enough to be able to say, "Hey, like you know, I I I realize that this is wrong, and I realize that what I'm doing is is not uh, right to you." So you know, what I'm saying, try to work and have, like you said, have. It's all about conversation and communicating. So and and to add to your point, like acceptance doesn't go hand in hand with accountability mm-hmm. cause they're not the same thing but they're cousins mm-hmm. and with part of that acceptance is the accountability factor in regards to the family that's where a lot of the problem lies with the, the accountability part of the acceptance especially like I know I was having a conversation with one of my mentees last night mm-hmm. and we were talking about like parents and generational trauma and though I don't condone the behavior of older generations Especially in the black community, they had to deal with more stuff more. than we did. And I don't think our generation really acknowledges that the ability that we have to focus on mental health itself is actually a privilege. That's great because stuff. think about it. Like my father was mm. born in nineteen sixty four. Mm. That's the same year the Civil Rights Act got passed. Exactly. Meaning we're only like one generation, depending <laughs> exactly. on how old your parents are, removed from it. And then before then, you know, you know what I'm saying, you had Jim Crow. Mm. My grandmother was a sharecropper. So it's like, they're, they're, we're not that far removed from it. And when you have a system that's so oppressive, you don't have the luxury to focus on your mental health. Mm-hmm. So even though I don't condone their treatment, I acknowledge that a lot of generational trauma stems from the ability or the lack of ability to focus on their mental health because they're going through these traumatic stuff. And remember, there's a, these, these are new adjustments that they have to deal with. And a lot of times, like I said, how you treat others has more to do with you than the other person. You know what I'm saying? And it, if they take it out on their kids. And I'm not saying, and I, I don't condone it, it's completely wrong. Mm-hmm. But I do think there should be a lot of more grace with accountability that should be also taken by these old generations. Let me get to Take your time this, book, this book real quick. Right. Now, I'm a, I'm a, as much as I can, right, I want to make sure that that I, that I get to this Bible right here. Now, you can log off. You cannot watch this if you want to. But one thing about me is, is I'm going to make sure when it comes to this stuff, and I've learned that I'm not mm-hmm. just talking out my mouth, is that I read this book. But 
Proverbs Proverbs 4 7 right um, it says getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do and whatever else you do develop a good judgment so you want to Proverbs have, you want to have uh, a good judgment and 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 dealing with people right so it's not only wisdom you don't only need wisdom and being wise of who you discern with and who you you know speak to and 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 have being and being wise in the way you uh, carry out conversation like that but you want to want to also have a good judgment and and a good understanding of of who the person is like we said the, the context and the background of who the person is what they've been through all that kind of stuff and then right you're able to be wise about uh, certain decisions when it comes to whether you want to accept something and to not accept something. And I feel like um, we're talking about acceptance, but it's completely okay to not accept, not accept uh, stuff that people do, right? Accepting the person, because we all want to be accepted. The whole, the whole, the whole, uh, I want to say model for humans is we all want to be accepted. We all want to be loved. We all want to be understood and we all want to be heard. Right. Those are four things that I feel like are basic needs for humans. Everybody is looking for those four things, right? If you sound familiar, <laughs> that's what I be saying. <laughs> but if, you, if you're if you're a, a human being, you're looking for those things, and that's how people get themselves in bad situations, right? Because they feel like they're getting them with those four things. And then all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying, stuff turns left. You feel like people people start changing it. Not that people start changing, it was just that they gave you something that, that you felt like you were missing. And then now they're not, um, one, they may not be consistent in giving it to you. And two, uh, you just might not have known exactly who they are. So they might, you know, have duped you and- I have a question. Mm -hmm. Now, in terms of acceptance, whether it be social, you know, or whatever. Do you feel like us being in America plays a part in how we view acceptance? Because I remember I was watching this video mm -hmm. and they were speaking about the difference in like Europe versus America where like America is very big on pleasantries, mm -hmm. people pleasing. And a lot of it stems from capitalism, for being honest, because right. you know, you need people, but in other countries they'll be like, oh, they're, they're rude. We'll be like, they're rude, but in reality, they skip the pleasantries because they accept things for as is. It's, it's, you know what I'm saying? They don't need to sugarcoat stuff because they're not hoping for nothing in return. Do you feel, so like back to what I was saying, do you feel as if being in America shifts our perspective on acceptance and how we go about getting it? Absolutely. Right, I, I, I from recent, right, I was with uh, my cousins and my aunt and uncle, right, and you know, I've always been fascinated with Australia, right? I've, since I was they younger, got crocodiles. <laughs> they they have a lot of wild animals, but I've always been fascinated with this because I've heard so many great things, and you know what I'm saying how Australia is the closest thing to America mm -hmm. in terms of society wise, but they don't really have all the 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 BS that that we be going through in America and stuff like that. So I'm like, Australia must be like a utopia. Like, yeah, this must be like. The, the promised land or something, you know what I'm saying? The way people talk about Australia. And then um, my one of my cousins actually married a girl who's from Australia. And I was like, hey, like, you know, what what is, what's, you know, how was Australia for you? And she gave me a totally different story. She was like, it's terrible. She, she was going to say it's terrible, but she was like, yeah, it's it's not as good as whatever you heard. Like, it's, yeah like, basically it's like uh, a dictatorship. She was talking about COVID and she was like, um, you know, here during COVID, everybody had curfews, and you know what I'm saying? They were real lenient. Like, you know what I'm saying? You're supposed to be in this place, but if you're not, like, over there, like, if you were in your house at a certain time, they were taking you to jail. Like, oh, wow. that, that's straight facts. So, um, America has has been real. We acknowledge Australia is not a dictator. <laughs> it's not, but we, that was just the example. Um, America is real privileged. We're really privileged and really... Maybe spoiled. And definitely spoiled, right? We're really privileged and really relaxed, and I feel like relaxed over here, and I feel like we don't really have uh, a lot of the... the We're a people-pleasing society. Exactly. Which kind of goes into how we as people, where a lot of people 
have issues with being people pleased because when you're trying to, it's kind of like a game, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's playing the game for their best. They're trying to win, so they hide their hand. So they'll keep, they'll be kind to you, but it's not because they genuinely care or they're invested in what you have to say. Mm-hmm. They're doing it because they never know when they might need you. Mm-hmm. So they're always trying to keep you in the good graces, which I feel as if in terms of acceptance, it's, we, it's, it's added to the sense that many people are people pleasers. Mm-hmm. And like there, it's a lack of genuinity. So all these things that we want, acceptance, is hard to get because there's such a lack of genuine people because people are always looking for the next best thing right. and what's in their best interest. Right. It, um, say you're talking with somebody and, and you know, you're in a relationship, right? And you you got one person, like you say the girl is spilling out all her feelings, right? Yeah. The girl, she's sitting there, she's completely, she's completely being transparent and vulnerable with you. And, you know, there, and people do this with a lot, like one person is always being, not always, but I'm saying a lot of times it's a one-sided thing, right? A lot of people, you know, especially our generation these days, like, can't let nobody know too much about me. You know what I'm saying? They might try to sit there and stab me in the back or, you know what I'm saying? Like, you really, which is true, you really can't, you can't, you got to be like a drawbridge, right? You got to come down for some people and some people you can't allow to cross the bridge. But for the people you come down with, don't say you're going to come down for them and then try to put obstacles on the bridge and make this like... I think that's manipulative. Exactly. And and it's controlling because you can't... And this is something I had had to learn myself. Like, in a lot of my relationships, I was, like, like allowing them to hear... I was allowing them to tell you everything they wanted to say and, you know what I'm saying, be vulnerable and stuff like that. And I was only telling them, like, a little piece of me. So it's like, now they only know one thing two things about me and i know everything about them so now you know what i'm saying i would do this we would get into get into it or something like that and i'm like well you did this or you did that and, da, da, da. and they like well they don't know nothing i'll be doing because you know what i'm saying i'm i'm holding all the cards i'm trying to yeah i'm trying to hold all the like i still have my cards and they put their cards on the table and i pick them up and now i got all the cards and i'm like yeah like you can't Kind of like how I play Uno, you know, I'd be looking at people's cards. Exactly. But you ain't gonna see my cards. Exactly. Like, you cannot be doing that and sitting there and expecting people to, you know, accept you. And you, you try to, you can't accept people like that. Like, it's. And it kind of goes to how, like, you know what I'm saying? A lot of men act from what I hear from women, because, you know, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, a lot of women be saying, like, they don't be trustful. Like, you know, like, we were very chivalrous. Like, I'll say, but my bro, he's very, like, chivalrous. Like, he's he a good guy. Mm-hmm. And, like, we were raising, like, opening doors, you know what I'm saying, pouring, yeah, yeah. putting gas in cars. And whenever I, like, do that for a girl, they be so thrown off. And it's, like, they be on some stuff where it's, like, don't do that no more. Or they be, like, thrown off and, like, they think I want to front them. And it's, like, no. I don't need anything from you. Yeah. And the thing is, it was weird about me because I tell women, even that I'm platonic with, what I want from them. And I ask because I need to know your boundaries because you're already going to probably assume I want them from you anyway because yeah. I'm a man. Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm saying? It's, and I'll tell you what I want out of you and where we stand. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, I've already revealed my cards, yeah. but they're so used to people hiding their cards yeah. and trying to read theirs. They can't just trust the genuine act. So I feel like even then, with, in terms of acceptance, how do you accept the good in some? Cause we always think about the bad, some people who they are and their worst. How do we accept the good in people? That's a great. Because a lot of people believe stuff's too good to be true, to where they self sabotage. That's correct. Hey, completely vulnerable and transparent. I am a self sabotager. I will sabotage the sugar honey iced tea out of anything <laughs> if I if I if I if I really put my mind to it and I really start being like eh, maybe this doesn't work. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start shooting. I'm gonna start shooting my the whole my own relationship down. Like I be oh, trying, man. I be trying to bail out so quick, bro. I be pressing the 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 eject button. But um, like I said, it it comes with for me at least. It really had to be with knowing the person. Like if I and something that I also had to work on is really understanding is do I really know this person, right and it in it's a line between do I feel like I know them enough or is it are they actually telling me enough? 
right? So I might think like, you know, I don't I don't really know a lot about them. I feel like they're not telling every they're not telling me everything. Yeah. And then it also might be like, on their side they might be like, I am to like. There's nothing like. There's nothing else. Yeah. Like I'm trying to figure out like what is. And so, you might feel like you know they're not telling you everything, but really they are. So you really have to trust. And at least for me, I really have to continue to read my word and stuff like that, and just trust the fact that whether they're telling me everything or whether they're not telling me everything, whether the good stuff they're doing is really good or if they're you know trying to masquerade or something like that. Not everybody. First, I have learned not everybody has an ulterior ulterior motive. Not everybody Boy, is, is just doing stuff and then they're gonna come behind you and try to, you know what I'm saying, sneak you or something like you really have to if, if somebody has shown that they're a good person, trust that they're a good person and God is is allowing them in your life to just be a good person and they're not just trying to sit there. But also when you put yourself out there, there's always a risk of you getting hurt, right? That's just it's up. across across the board. There's no way you can dodge and but that's kind of the beauty in it. It's the risk and reward. Exactly. And one of the most humbling things, like, it's probably was, it was cruel to say, but I remember, like, this girl, was she ain't trust me, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, in all reality, what would I gain from you? Like, I feel as if, too, when you assume people are just wanting something from you, mm-hmm. you kind of overestimate yourself. Yeah. Like, to an extent, like, and this is with no judgment, but, like, I'm not even attracted to you. Why would I want you? Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not, you you don't have anything going for yourself. So why would I need to lie to you to get something mm-hmm. when I could just tell you what I want? And like, not everybody has. But the thing is, I can't get mad. Women that hate men, I always say, I understand. Because men are liars. Yeah. And men do hide their cards a lot. Yeah. But I feel like to understand, when you just assume that even male, women, whatever you are, whatever you identify as, mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever you identify as, when you assume someone has a hidden motive, yeah. you really think too. That means you're thinking too highly of yourself because you're probably not as high in your mind as you think. Like, not everybody needs to lie. That's facts. That's facts. Maybe that enough acceptance. Acceptance versus validation. Ooh, how do people know the difference? How do people, because like people, especially in this like era we have social media, which is purely validation for the most part. Uh-huh. How, like, how do you know that people are just validating what you want to see or want to believe about yourself or they genuinely accept you for who you are? How do you know the difference? I would say proximity and context. If, mm. if from over, over Instagram, right, and, and, Again, let me tell a little bit of of myself, and hopefully nobody sits there and, and uses this against me. But hey, if whatever. they do, that's on them. Hey, whatever. But a lot of my relationships have been um, romantic relationships have been over um, social media, right? So especially the day the day we <laughs> <laughs> the the time the time we live in, right? Everybody got Tinder. Everybody got uh, Instagram and stuff like that, so it's way easier to shoot your shot with somebody who look good on over social media now. Right. Uh, uh, to my demise, right? I shot my shot at people who didn't live the closest, so that's a whole different story. I don't even know why I just mentioned that, but that um, was very specific. <laughs> <laughs> but. But um, yeah, when when you have proximity and you have full context of, of who you're dealing with and you have a certain closeness to somebody, right? When you get on social media, um, you don't have that. You you all you see is what they got on their page, the pictures they posting. So you know what I'm saying. The most thing people be saying like, "Oh, this valid. Like she valid. She valid. She like, valid. Like she valid. She valid. You don't accept her. Like she. Hey, let me tell you right now, right? And if my girlfriend watches this, babe, I'm sorry, but a girl might a girl might have you know what I'm saying a crazy, crazy body. You know what I'm saying? And you just you you validating her body 
but you're not accepting. You don't even know. You don't have the capacity or the the opportunity to accept who she is as a person. The same thing with dudes, and you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you see another dude's Instagram, and you like, oh snap, he got a valid fit on, or he got some nice clothes on, or something. And it's like, dude, you you can't even accept the person for 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 who they are. You wouldn't even last ten minutes in a room with a person because all you did was validate what they got on. I think it just hit their body. I think it hit me with the differences. Validation is loud. Mm-hmm. Acceptance is quiet. Yeah. But think yeah. about it. That's Validation is loud, and That's acceptance is very quiet. Because when it, when you truly accept something. You don't need to say it. Exactly. You don't need to prove it. You don't got to show it. But validation, I'm going to keep that purple tag on my jeans. You're going <laughs> you to know this is purple. You know what I'm saying? Or you're going to see my light. You're going to see I got all these lights. You're going to exactly. see that. And I, and I feel like that's why I feel like personally, like with me sometimes, even though I use social media, I always say like, I'm going to a point where I never get on it again. Mm-hmm. Because I feel as if when I do post, I want you to see like, oh yeah, you see this. You see I, I'm cooking. You see I'm doing this. You're going to see what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Be, but in reality, it's kind of like if I, I should be pleased with the fact that I know I did it. Yeah. But I feel like we've been conditioned to like look for acceptance through mediums that only give you validation. Mm-hmm. So you're never going to be fulfilled with that. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because nah, yeah. you're always going to validation. Validation is something that crave that you, you crave more. It's kind of like a drug. Like, oh, you seen like you see people all the time. Like, oh yeah, my view, my, my video got ten thousand likes. Yeah. Now you want more because it's gonna make you crave it. Acceptance doesn't crave. Exactly. You feel me? It just is because it's quiet. A lot a lot of the times when you truly have to or are trying to accept somebody, you're not you're not gonna. It's gonna be hard. Like it's not gonna be a good feeling for us. As humans, right? When you're truly trying to accept somebody, you're not like, well, like, like you know what I'm saying, you're not allowed with it. Like, it's something where you really have to swallow your pride, swallow your ego, swallow all this, all this pause. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? You have to really, you have to really humble yourself to accept somebody else because it's like, one, right? You have to, like you said earlier, you have to realize, was that, were we just talking about this earlier? Or did you tell me this another time? Even if they don't change. I said that earlier today. Yeah, we had yeah, talked yeah. before too, but yeah, they, they never change. And because I, I struggle with that now, like even like one of my closest friends, I love her to pieces, but mm-hmm. like sometimes I'm I find myself so irritated because it's like I talk to you so much mm-hmm. and I see so much potential, and I guess in who I think you could be, mm-hmm. you feel me? That like I'm always in the battle of trying to accept her without being upset mm-hmm. because it's like if I'm just being who you are, I have to accept. Where you are, exactly. not just who you are, but where, where you are in exactly. life. You may get to a point or where I, where I think you can be, mm-hmm. but that's all in your timing. Exactly. It's not for me to micromanage you. So I'm always in a time. Now I'm at a point where it's like, because I'm very as you know, mm-hmm. if I I'll address something, you know mm-hmm. that I'll, I'll speak on it. But it's like I'm at a point where I need to start shutting up mm-hmm. and just allow them to be. Because if you truly accept somebody, you have to allow them to be. Mm-hmm. I can't keep telling you. You should probably do this. Trust people enough to take care of themselves. Mm. And if they don't listen, that's on them because those who don't listen must fear. I, I just realized situation. I just had to apologize to my, my girl yesterday because I realized that something that I was doing, that I was trying to micromanage. Stop playing. I was trying to micromanage and try to make situations of, of just trying to make her into somebody or make a certain situation where I can be able to see who she is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sitting here setting setting bear traps for a bear that don't even, you know what I'm saying? That's not even, like, I'm looking for yeah. a brown bear and wherever brown bears aren't found, I got brown bear traps when these are, you know what I'm saying? I'm black sitting bears. here, black bear, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm sitting here just making stuff up in my mind. Like, that's the, like, I had to sit there and tell myself, like, Josiah, stop it. You're doing crazy stuff. Like yeah. this is like this is outlandish stuff. Like stop doing that. Like allow God to be able to work on somebody outside of your time frame. God do not. First of all, for you that's ignorant. For you to think that that stuff has to happen on your time. And I'm talking to myself as much as like I said and talking to other people. For you to think that 
stuff has to happen on your time is completely ignorant. Somebody, people can change without it being on your time. And I, that that's convicted me. Cause <laughs> just last night, I I, call, I had to call this girl last night, yeah. and I was like, I was apologize. I'm like. I realize even how I speak to you about certain stuff, even though I'm, I'm trying to look out, mm-hmm. there's such an air superiority when I speak to you. And it's like, if you generally want to do that, it's your life. Exactly. Do that. I can't try to, you know what I'm saying, criticize you or say anything to try to make you change. That's something you have to do on your own timing. It's, it's not to please me. And for me to always be upset and trying to address certain stuff, I'm really making... Your life and your struggles about me and what I crave and what I desire. When at the end of the day, when I do that, I'm probably pushing away because no one wants to be reminded of all their flaws or what they're doing wrong all the time. Exactly. That's that's, that's facts, bro. Man, I wanted to... This is the verse I wanted to read earlier. Well, then read it then. Right. We in 1 Corinthians again. Well, I read Proverbs before. Never mind. I was looking at something else. We're in First Corinthians right here, right? Mm-hmm. And I like to give context, right? Because I feel like uh, a lot of times when we read the Bible, especially our generation, yeah. we kind of just look at the Bible like this is a whole bunch of words, and you know what I'm saying. I used to be like, I'm like, I'm got like, discernment stuff, like I'm sitting here trying to read. I don't know what these words mean, right? Until I start really like putting the Bible in context, you know what I'm saying? Who's yeah. writing and stuff like that, and understanding the times. I'm like, okay, now this makes sense, right? So anyways, we in 1 Corinthians, right? This Paul writing to the church in Corinth, right? 1 Corinthians 5, he's talking about uh, uh, the church is basically doing some crazy stuff. You know what I'm saying? They they doing some wild stuff that, that be happening in the church these days. But yeah. you know what I'm saying? They just don't really say it, talk about it. But um, in 1 Corinthians 5, 5, 9, right? It says, when I wrote, this is NLT. It says, when I wrote to you before, I told you not to associate with people who indulge in sexual sin. But Mm. I wasn't talking about unbelievers who indulge in sexual sin or are greedy or cheat people or worship idols. You would have to leave this world to avoid people like that. I meant that you are not to associate with anyone who claims to be a believer yet indulges in sexual sin or in, or is greedy or worships idols or is abusive or is a drunkard or cheats people do not do not even eat with such people it isn't my responsibility to judge outsiders but it is certainly your responsibility to judge those inside the church who are sinning god will judge those on the outside but as the scriptures say you must remove the evil person from among you right so earlier I was I was talking about uh, the church and you know people in the church not accepting people for who they are. If somebody if somebody comes in your church right and they and they do not profess that they know Jesus or that they are a believer in Christ, do not sit there and try to judge them right. And this is accepting them for who they are. Accept the fact that they are not. Uh, a believer in Christ at that moment and don't sit there and, and, and be mad about it and be uh, annoyed about it just accept the fact that they're not where you are right now and that that applies for every single conversation and every single uh, topic we talked about so far is uh, just accept the fact that somebody is not where you are or they're not where you were at that stage or however like except you're 40 years old except the fact that you're 20 your 20 year old child or your 20 year old friend or whatever the case may be is not where you are when you were at that at that age it's a late bloomer to, exactly it either it's not even a late bloomer they're just still blooming like yeah like it's not their time to bloom yet flowers don't grow overnight exactly so you 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 would have, like the verse says, you would have to leave this world in terms of people outside the church um, if you want, if you uh, are telling them to stop, you know, whatever they're doing and stop indulging in sin and stuff like that. Now, right, let me, let me pre preface that. It's not that 
that believers don't do that stuff. Yeah. It's it's a constant it's a constant practice of that stuff cuz like a doer of iniquity basically. Exactly. Like for when when you accept Christ there you have a certain kind of self uh, condemnation where it's like you know that you're not supposed to be you know what I'm saying you're self you're aware you're way conviction. more self aware exactly you're way more self aware of your sin and stuff like that it's like you know what I'm saying before you was wearing a shirt you might have had a stain on it you wouldn't know as soon as you accept There's a verse for that too mm-hmm. uh, you got Galatians 5 verse 24 NLT mm-hmm. those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there so it's not that you're as a Christian you're not gonna do those things, mm-hmm. but it's when you claim to be a Christian and you repetitively do those things in spite mm-hmm. of what you claim to be. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like those people. Like I was talking to a friend of the day, and she was like, "God know my heart," and I'm like, "People only say that when they knowingly are going to <laughs> exactly. sin." It's it's kind of that type of thing. Exactly. You're you're blatantly knowing that. Or you're at least trying to masquerade the fact of the stuff that you're doing and try to make it right, right? So, because um, it's we, we all sin, so it's not like as to judge because we all sin, like we all sin. But it's like, you know, the iron sharpens iron, as it's in the Bible, and it's kind of like who you are affects, you know, is always affected by who you're surrounded by. So mm-hmm. to surround yourself by those people, of course, you should remove yourself because you will fall into those patterns that they fall into because you are who you hang with. And you're, like I said, whatever you listen to or watch is in your subconscious mind. So now those desires that they have, you're going to want it. It's kind of like when you watch, you know, when we were younger, you watch those videos of guys going to like Miami, like, oh, trying to get all the girls and stuff yeah. like that. And now you're like, oh, let me go to the mall by the bag, all of them. Yeah. And it's like, you wouldn't have those desires or, you know what I'm saying, to do that in that moment unless you watch that. So that's what we mean by that. I, you know something that I, I I just heard what was it this week or, or last week? Uh, you know people be having FOMO, the fear, fear of missing, missing out. out. Yeah, I, Jess love talking about that. Yeah, I, I I there's a new acronym that of course I learned from the Basement Podcast uh, with Tim Ross is JOMO, the joy of missing out. So once you once you start mm. getting a, once you stop being afraid of missing out on stuff and. I'm not gonna lie. I'm pretty sure I have FOMO. I'm like I, 90, I definitely have FOMO. I'm ninety eight percent sure that I have FOMO. Right? One of my internal dilemmas. <laughs> so you know you gotta start have a joy on missing out of stuff, especially when you're trying to walk the Christian lifestyle. And we're kind of off topic right now, but you know this is just where the conversation is going. Naturally. But um, yeah, you just gotta start having a joy of missing out on stuff, whether that be hanging out with your friends or you know what I'm saying the Miami joint, like. Like, just because you see somebody bagging shorties in, in in Miami, you know what I'm saying, doing all that stuff, that do not mean you automatically have to go to the mall and start trying to do the same thing. So. And not just that, that joy of missing out, that Jomo really saves you because Jomo is a slow cooker. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? It has to cook overnight because you start to see why you'll be happy about missing out later exactly. on. It's kind of like, oh, Say like people like, oh, I wish I would have messed with that girl. Da, 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 da. Now you see like, oh, you know what I'm saying? She got like three kids now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you would indulge in that, you know what I'm saying? That could have altered your life. Or, you know what I'm saying? I, I should have did this sooner. And then like, oh, someone gets in an accident. Like, no, you left the house at the right time. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but, yeah. What you think? That's. I think I think that's a good place to leave off. Yeah. Just acceptance, you know what I'm saying? That Jomo, you know what I'm saying? Learn Jomo Jomo over FOMO. Uh, make sure you know, and not but, uh-huh. and more than one thing can be true at once. Acknowledging all those things will help you accept self and others. Yeah, and that that was I'm sure that was a for people who are watching that was a. a a conversation where we were jumping all over the place. As we keep doing this, I'm sure we'll get better at. We'll get better, but yeah. hey, it was natural. This is a, a first first time podcasting. Well, at least for me, Nick, you've been on. Yeah, hey, I know better, but hey, hey, I was hey, I'm rocking with it. But you know, um, hey, I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, uh, I'm not exactly sure how you know whole comments and stuff. Will, will... We gonna start dropping weekly. Uh-huh. On you Thursdays, wanna, you wanna drop? You wanna drop weekly, or you wanna like just like 
record and then just like record all the episodes and then drop or you want to drop like we we going to drop weekly you going we got to change our outfits okay 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 no i mean like i mean like we can like record and then drop like we take probably like a month, two months to record all the joints and then drop. We, we're gonna do it weekly. Okay, okay. We're gonna, so we're gonna, we, we, got gonna, y'all <laughs> we gonna do it weekly. Um, make sure y'all, uh, honestly, you can share, not share, whatever you wanna do. We yeah. will have this up on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. All that, all that stuff. So. We are the becoming shameless podcast the becoming shameless podcast ain't no shame in our game no shame as, as you can see we might have talked our ears off and we don't have no shame in that either so yeah. we'll catch you next time all right y'all. signing see. off all right. uh,